Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about lucky number minute 13 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Aquaman saying, don't count on it, Batman. And then the minutes are going to end with the beginning of the uh, Icelandic woman singing that very special song to me. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to focus specifically on Aquaman talking to Batman. And then tomorrow we'll uh, deep dive into Vizier Vatinsenda Rosu. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. But stay tuned for tomorrow for that one. It does begin in this minute, but we're not going to talk about it that much. Um, here in the beginning, it's going to be Aquaman, uh, where he says, uh, don't count on it, Batman. And this, I know we talked about this yesterday, Nate, and we spoke about, or at least I said, I don't know if you agreed with me. I don't know if the people who listen to the show agree with me, but I was saying yesterday that tonally, the differences between the two versions, at least for this scene within the Icelandic town hall, whatever you want to call it, is still pretty consistent with each other. They're not too tonally different. This one, this minute right here, I don't know if it's tonally different. Oh, it's all different. It's I hate it. But it's completely different. I hate it. In the weirdest way. And I know we... It sounds different. <laughs> it looks different. Everything about it is just like, bleh. It's, it is very different and it's one of those things that we we've, we've brought up before on the show maybe not on this minute by minute season so far but on twitter you've seen it and we've maybe said our opinions before on it but there just seemed to be a lot of changes to this movie that didn't seem necessary to be made like i understand decisions like oh we don't want flash to go back in time we don't want time traveling flash to be introduced here we don't want green lanterns in the movie things like that where it becomes like a universe building or maybe even like set the path for other (laughs) characters and other franchises i understand what you're saying or like would be from that standpoint it would be like shooting themselves in the foot digging themselves into a deeper deeper hole that they wouldn't be able to get out of Yes, And maybe that was a fear with all of this Zack Snyder's stuff. And I'm not saying that fingers need to be getting pointed, you know. Look, I got all ten fingers. Get out of here. Um, oh, was that a Nancy Grace deep cut from yeah, Batman v Superman, yeah, Dawn of Justice Ultimate that was, Edition? That was my best Nancy Grace that you're going to get from me, I okay? pushed up my glasses on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it really is just, I don't know, it kind of feels like this minute in particular is where I see the bad stitching. I see the yes. seams getting ripped apart. I just see the the patches in, in all of it. Um, you were saying that tonally it, it fits, I guess, or it stays the same. I don't know. You know, I well, honestly... last minute I was saying that for sure. It, it's not yeah. too much. The only the only difference is as far as like, hey, we, we're going to reduce it down from a uh, five hour assembly cut into a two hour two hour watchable movie. I understand cutting out the mayor and Aquaman just to have Batman read off his exposition. Like, 
I need you. This is what's happening. Let's go. I'll pay you money. Mother boxes. Let's go. I understand mm-hmm. that. This one is different because it's really not any different about like, hey, he said no, but it's more like, hey, we need a few more quips and a little reshoot yeah. scene of Aquaman jumping in the water. Things that don't add anything to the story. They're just yeah. replaced. And that's what I'm talking about in this. Um, when I throw red flags about the 2017 version and why I, I want to spend time on the podcast talking about it is because I understand you shortening things. I don't understand replacing things with things that don't work tonally and things that are inconsistent with the character. I think I have an answer for you specifically with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I think in the 2017 version, we are supposed to get supposed to get a more downplayed version of Aquaman not wanting to be involved. And I think that kind of hits on multiple levels. Having Aquaman saying no to Batman, I don't want to be involved in saving the world, that right there kind of seems like, you know, if you're trying to sell toys, you don't want to do that. With the other amount of Aquaman stuff and his involvement with the team, like, if you take out that element of him being reluctant to be involved, it takes away literally half of the Aquaman story and half of the story in his own movie. So I can see the fear of not wanting to explore it in this movie, especially not wanting to explore it in a two-hour version of this movie and saving it for the Aquaman movie. I get that. I get the whole thing with like, okay, let's give him a couple lines of saying like, I don't want to be around anybody. That fits, that tracks, we can move on and get to his next movie. But taking out everything else about like him and Volko and just him and his involvement with Atlantis in this movie, it just seems so it 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 wouldn't it this is me defending twenty seventeen, it wouldn't fit within that twenty seventeen two hour block for Aquaman's specific story. Yes. Does that make sense? I think yeah. I was just that was a run on. There's well, there's also like additional footage which is it's the weirdest thing there's additional footage in the 2017 version of this scene whereas those lines are not in um Zack Snyder's version of this Justice League movie instead there's there's times where he's like cuz I want to be left alone and then he heads off into into the shore here and in the 2017 version, he's like, people of Atlantis trying to tell me to do this. You guys are telling me to do that. I want to be left alone. And then he keeps yeah. going. And then he says, like, in the 2017 version, he's like, um, I don't mind if the oceans rise. It just... It, and that's a jab at global warming that we don't need in today's day and age. I mean, in this climate, are you kidding me? Well, I'm, I mean, really. I'm okay with the oceans rising suggestion as far as like, oh, let's relate to that kind of thing. We get that in the Aquaman movie. But I think what the 2017 version does is it it pigeonholes like, oh, he really is not a good person. Whereas in Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's not that he's not a good person or doesn't want to be a hero. It's just he's reluctant to join. That's it. He's just like, nah, it's not my thing. I'm out. I help these people. That's it. I'm good. Uh, you know, there's the line in this minute where he said, where Batman says, Superman died next to me, saving the world. And he says, my point exactly. That's it. And then he leaves. Um I think in the 2017 version, they're just really trying to show that Aquaman's not a good person. And I don't get 
why that needs to be something that you have to solidify. Just because someone is reluctant to join doesn't make them. You don't have to double doesn't down. Make them doesn't you don't have to double down and make an ass out of them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just a lot of decision making with the reshoot of of Justice League, and there's been so much news lately coming out. There was a whole article with Ray Fisher and the Hollywood Reporter that came out that just confirms all the rumors that we've been talking about. And it makes it so painful to watch because I want to agree with people. You know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm but not. But when it reflects in their writing and then they turn a camera on and say, hey, you need to say this asshole line that we wrote for you because that's what we're doing to these characters. And that reflects in their real life. I mean, come on. Well, this is what I've been trying to explain to people because it's a very, it's, it's funny enough, it's a very gray situation uh it's a very gray conversation that i'm not someone who's saying that movies have to be four hours i'm not saying that every superhero movie has to be a uh a Zack snyder type film where everything is is bloated up to being about mythological gods and stuff like that i'm not saying every superhero movie needs to be Watchmen or Zack snyder's justice league there can be two-hour movies that are fun and simple, and but they are they are ultimately good at heart and fundamentally. This is a, the word I always use. Fundamentally, they have to be good. Good as in ethical. Good as in like they're for these movies are for children. Not I know this is a rated R movie and all that, but excuse the MPAA rating and all that. Like, these are stories that are meant to inspire and get people to aspire to be superheroes. I say this all the time. It doesn't... I understand you wanting to cut down a movie to two hours and make it fun and, and, and uh, you know, just a, a pleasant popcorn movie for audiences. But you can make... <laughs> you can make healthy food. You don't have to turn it into very unhealthy fast Sour food. grapes. Oh, okay. I was going to say fast You're food. Yeah, that, that works. You know what I mean? You I can have exactly a two-hour, simple, fun movie. There was, I, I keep, and I've said this before, someone is going to make a two-hour version of this movie and, Absolutely. Be, like, and be like, look, here is a two-hour version of the movie that doesn't, uh, that doesn't cut away or cut down the good fundamentals of what a superhero story is supposed to be, whether it's a comic book or a comic book movie, you know, there, there's a right way to tell superhero stories. And it just seemed like producers and other people involved with filmmaking are doing things because, Oh, the we're doing, we need the fans to, to love this. And we need that. We need those critic scores and, and stuff like that. I understand you wanting to do stuff like that, but you can't fan service the bad parts about it. No one who was no one who's asking for Zack Snyder's Justice League was like, "Oh, we want to see Batman kill. We want to see Superman kill." We're not asking for negative qualities of the superheroes. We want to see the actual story of those superheroes doing the right thing. And cut it down if you want. Cut it down to two hours, but keep the good in there. Don't. Mm -hmm. soil the characters to be 
uh, stereotypes of of the bad things that people remember or the things that aren't super heroic. Um, and so there's 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 so many now every time something comes out about the making the tragedy of the making of this movie, it just reinforces like man they were doubling they were they were regressing back mm-hmm. to things that don't matter about superhero stories like clinically there needs to be something healthy about the movie you can't just make it like oh we're just gonna rope in all the absurd qualities of the superhero stuff of the past just because of nostalgia because people relate to that stuff and the biggest thing example is is batman i said it i don't know if i said it this week or last week but there's something very inconsistent about batman in the 2017 version where you see here is an inkling of that this is his first big i found a metahuman for the team i need the team because I'm here on this repents. I'm here on this like journey back to being a good person. I was a terrible person in the last movie. I was the villain of the last movie. Superman showed me the light. I've been restored of my faith. Let's go. Let's be superheroes. Let's do the right thing. Here he is like, I need you to join me. Aquaman says, no, that's a bummer. We keep moving on, but I need, I need you to join us. Not me, join us. But in the 2017 version, I'm like he's saying like you'll join me. Mm-hmm. Then by the doesn't mean I'm wrong. Yes. Yeah. And then by the end of the 2017 version, he's got the team. He's got everything that he's worked so hard for, and he's proud of it. No, he's proud of it in the Zack Snyder's version. In the 2017 version, he's become regressed into annoyed Batman that I'm on a team type thing. Typical Justice League, typical uh, like Justice League animated series uh, and typical Batman within Justice League stories all together overall. We know know that that's a classic Batman thing, that he's annoyed to be on the team, but that's not what this story is and that's not what this trilogy so far is meant to be. Batman was a bad person He's been shown the light. He he progresses as a character. He's progressing. It's not your story to tell, so don't regress it like that. If you wanted Batman to be, you know, hanging in the in the rafters and and being that that JLA version of of Batman, you would have to write a whole different story. You're coming yeah. in on the third movie. You're not coming in <laughs> on a new movie. You know, there's it, it's it's. It's very wrong. It's, it's it's so wrong. It's so infuriating. It's it's like not a step in the right direction. A step in the right direction is 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 taking what's already there and maybe condensing it. You can do that. You can cut it down to a two-hour movie, but you cannot rewrite a character to excuse all the, the all the progression the character has made just so that you can have stereotypical Bruce Tim Batman in Justice League being like, "Oh, you know, just get the job done. I don't like being mm-hmm. on the team. It's like, what are you doing? Did you? You're the one on the mission to find the team. Yeah, the whole movie is about Batman finding everybody. Yeah. It's, what are you doing? And no, and, the whole and, movie was two fight scenes. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And then you know, there's going to be moments in the film where we see uh, similar concepts. Um, I'll skip ahead a little bit, but there's. 
there's the uh, notorious scene, a uh, very awful scene of Flash falling on Wonder Woman in a 2017 version. It's awful stuff. Just disgustingly creepy. That doesn't need to be a joke. I don't know how that's a joke. That's And the making of that scene is is even more disappointing and, and awful and, and downright. Uh, it gets me angry, as it should everyone. But in Zack Snyder's Justice League version, there is a scene where Barry is like, hey, Wonder Woman, isn't there, do you think there's a chance uh, she'd go out with a younger guy like me? And then Victor Stone says, like, she's 5,000 years old. Every guy's a younger guy. That's so much more tasteful. Just, and that's in a scene that could use some humor where they're digging up Superman's grave. And they're digging up a grave. But children. Ch- the, the ro- royalty sent children to go dig up this superhero's body. And, like, you, like, don't have to, you don't have to lock a stunt double in a room and be like, let's do this scene because I want you to do this scene. What kind of creep are you? What is going on here? Like, there's so many moments of that in this movie where you go, now that was better. Why'd you have to redo it? This scene is, yeah. is one of, this is the biggest one so far. This is like, um, like where we just go, I don't know why you had to change it. You can shorten it. Sure. That's fine. Runtime has to go down. I get that. I believe in it too. I think, there are moments in this film that, as we get to it, we'll be like, yes, you can cut it down. You don't have to do that. You don't have to turn it into something that seems like pure sabotage. Like, there's nothing yeah. of benefit of it. Um, the other big point that I wanted to uh, bring about with this minute, and we're going back to comparing 2017 versus this one, Um. I've said it a lot about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Every hero is depicted in this as this mythical being in this such mythical form, gods amongst men. That whole element is taken away in the 2017 version. This is another sign of it here. Um, because in this minute, at the end, when Bruce Wayne gestures over to look at the, uh, the crowd singing and then back to the water and Aquaman is just gone. He's just, he's gone. You would just, absolutely, he disappears just like a myth does. They literally wrote the book on that using Batman. I mean, like, he's just this mythical character, this legend that is there one moment and then gone the next. 2017 puts this little speed burst in the water and just kind of eliminates just all of it. It's just like, oh yeah, by the way, he's Aquaman, so like, he could swim really fast away, right? Yeah, he doesn't care. He wants to leave. He's just getting out of here. It's just like you just removed my the biggest thing that I noticed watching this movie the first time was the introduction of these characters and how they're all godlike. And isn't and, it more impactful that it is just that ripple in the water? Like it's just like he looks back and there's Yes, it's more impactful that he's gone because he's a legend, he's a thing of myth. He literally just went to this village and was just trying to get them to oust a mythical creature mm-hmm. he is the batman i didn't think you were real this is a person who people don't think he is real asking for another person who people don't think is real keep that element in there you make him disappear at the end without a sight you don't give a little trail saying like oh yeah remember he's aquaman he could swim fast yeah it's like we it just <laughs> removed all of the mythical element out of what the dc heroes are you know they are these gods and he also does like this weird like very aggressive 
I'm gonna jump in the water. I'm gonna. Oh, he, his arms. He crosses his arms and like, like yeah, so impact. Swings them out into the. Like, what yeah, are you like doing? A, I don't know. That's what he's not pe- a, cool. People do in that's what cool the, pe- at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> That's what cool. Uh, that's what cool Aquaman does. He aggressively jumps in the water and swims off. And it's like he's got to make it look like he's gonna body surf, and there's no waves. Yeah, and 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 then in Zack Snyder's version, he's just like, "I'll see you later," and he just he's gone, gone, vanish with the music, with the visual Vatsensenda Rosu. It's like it's it's pure poetry, and and, and uh, I don't get it. The one thing I. I it's ritualistic is what it is and well, it's this yes. entire town that sees him as this ritualistic being and his entrance is probably the same as his exit i mean but no we're gonna take all that away no okay we're praising minute number 13 because of how well it tells the story of what aquaman is in this movie it paints a perfect picture of what this character is and represents in this movie and that is the troubled king, heavy as the crown, that doesn't want anything a part of any world because he feels like he doesn't fit in. Aquaman, baby. I mean, it's just perfect. I do, I do want to praise that waterfall in the back. When they're walking to the shore, I notice this, there's like this little waterfall. Yeah, he was, that was where he was on top. That's where he, is, he rode his horse down. That's a beautiful little waterfall thing that they got yeah, going right? on. That's nice. I think it's very beautiful. I like scenery wise in this minute. There's some really cool, interesting stuff here. And then you have the crowd as they walk up to meet Bruce Wayne and and Aquaman, excuse me, Batman and uh, Arthur Curry in the uh, in the water here. And I, I really I really enjoy just those little details. And it just tomorrow's minute. It just makes more sense of why those people are even there to see this man disappear into the water. Um, really, really, really good stuff. There's, there's a few things in the 2017 version that adds to this, which is like Atlantis tells me, to, uh, people of Atlantis tell me to do this. You guys are telling me to do this. I just want to be left alone. And then there's also Batman saying, can you tell me about the three boxes, what's going on there? And then Aquaman says, it's ancient stuff. Like what? <laughs> I don't understand if um, maybe that's their way of cutting corners, or it, but it's, maybe. But then it, you can't just leave out there. The follow up line is it's ancient stuff, so that means you could leave whenever you want or something like that. And it's like, what? Where did you get that from? Like, is it like trying to depict like Aquaman just in general just doesn't care mm-hmm. about anything? He helps people by bringing them fish. That's the only thing he cares about? I guess so. I don't know. And maybe saving some random sailor that, I don't know, I guess a parademon flew straight down through his boat (laughs) or something. I don't understand that part either, but hey, Um, put some green goo on this guy's hand. Just the one parademon. It's just... Hey, we got some extra flubber in the back. I guess we could try to get some use out of that. Yeah, it's... uh, Again, it's just one of those things where it's like that that character doesn't know anything later on in the movie when when the mother boxes do become a a topic of conversation. Then Aquaman's like, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like you just said earlier that it's ancient stuff, as if you know, as if you've done your history about the mother boxes and that what you protect them, you don't protect them. You don't. You're not part of Atlantis. You don't want anything to do with it. You You have no idea. 
it's nice because the, the Zack Snyder's Justice League version details those things. It brings in Volko. It brings in Mira. It brings in many different, um, not Aquaman, but di- very uh, multiple different Atlantis scenes to show us his his power and his mythology. And uh, instead of just him saying it on a whim as if he he's he knows his responsibilities, but he doesn't do them. It's different. Um, but uh, it, it just seemed like today was. For today's minute is is the best time to talk about it, just because it's a, very much in the light of recent events about the making of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just horrible the, editing, too. Horrible editing, part just bad editing. Horrible uh, reshoots, you know, like the very close up shots. Don't have to do any of that. Like you can reshoot things. But not like the way that they do with it. Not the way that they're doing them. Where Put you in a little kiddie pool and put a green screen behind you, I guess. <laughs> I like what David F. Sandberg does for Shazam, which uh, or for for all his movies. Um, the director of Shazam was saying that he always shoots a, a blank shot of every scene that he shoots just in case there has to be reshoots or something else has to be added. That wherever, whatever is in the frame, he's just like, hey, let's just eliminate... All the, in, yeah. all the human elements, so in case we need that, you have that shot now. So always have blank shots of scenes that you're shooting just in case you need to add anything. Welcome back to Mark's masterwork on cinematography. No, not at Take all. Take it away. Not me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, hey, this is the DC Cinematic Minute podcast, so we got to bring in the other DC directors and show their expertise in the field. I... And we're talking about cinema. <laughs> There's just better ways to do it. There's better ways to do all of it. Better ways to do filmmaking, better ways to do storytelling, better ways to design your superheroes that are supposed to inspire children. It's just not, it's not that version, not that 2017 version. I understand there's a tone that you want. I understand that there's a nostalgia that you want to tap into. You don't do the bad. You don't bring in the, the stuff that, that's not good. Don't bring in the, the fast food, junk food stuff. Bring in, make it a healthy story. You know, you don't have, and there's good stuff in this, uh, in this minute here. Like there's just, it's good about like Aquaman saying my point exactly where, where Batman says, you know, Superman died next to me. Aquaman says my point exactly. That's good. That's very good. You can end on that note and dip into the water and leave it. You don't have to add more stuff. You don't have to make everything a joke about strong, the strong, <laughs> the strongest man is strongest alone. Just leave it at that. You don't have to add things like something out of character for Batman to say. Like that's the opposite of what that's saying. Is. You don't. Yeah, it's like you're pretty much you're just telling him he's wrong. That dude believes in that thing. He's it's literally like, telling you what his whole thing, his shtick is about. Like you can't tell him that's his whole shtick. No, dude, you're wrong. And it's, I'm Batman. It's DC, I know. These DC movies, all of them, all the DC movies, they're very earnest in what they are. Mm-hmm. They don't have to follow the. Uh, and I, I hate saying it because I don't, again, I don't disagree with the way Marvel does things, but you don't have to make things fit the Marvel formula because they've got their own thing going on. You don't have to mimic that and then be like, oh, 
that's a very Marvel thing. Yes, it works for them because those characters are written like that from the beginning. That's in their DNA for Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Tony Stark to, to carry himself in that manner and that way humorously. You don't have to turn Batman into that within a split second for people to be like, oh, we're back to that MCU formula where they make fun of each other. You don't have to do that. You don't. That's their thing. If you do it to these people and now it's totally inconsistent and also uh, becomes a paradox of the character progression. Like that's, now, Mark, I saw Deadpool. Why isn't this like Deadpool? <laughs> Why isn't it like Deadpool? It should be more like Deadpool. All movies should be like Deadpool. It's very funny. Uh, and apparently get to a billion dollars, right? So, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. It just, it really cuts away. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for me over at here. Mark, you good? Yes, I'm, I'm all wrapped up. Excellent. Well, that's going to do it for today. Uh, be sure to stick around for tomorrow, minute number 14. We're going to be getting into some... Uh, mythical uh songs some uh some pretty good stuff there mark's favorite minute it is, is uh is coming up uh minute number 14 so stay tuned uh thanks for listening if you enjoyed everything you heard today be sure to check us out on all social media at dceu minute the facebook group the dc minute uh dc cinematic minute listeners society where you can chat with us guests of previous episodes and past movies that we've created and other listeners with the show uh, feel free to add anything that we may have missed or any of your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here for another episode of Justice League Minute.